Welcome to Plateau Partners Pulse. We have a guest that I'm super excited to have on because he's fun. He's all about fun. So why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, Stacy. Thank Hi, you for having David. me. David. So excited. And uh, David, what is your business name? Yes, my company is Orion Entertainment. We are a DJ and photo booth service provider. Uh, starting Started our company in 2013 and been kicking ever since. Totally kicking. I think it's bumping, isn't it? Bumping. Bumping. I'm yeah, trying grooving, to stay up with the vernacular moving. of the kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the kids are thinking, but at this point, I don't feel like a kid anymore. Well, you are so, so old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your business is all over the east side of Seattle. Uh, east side, north side, west side. We will go literally anywhere and everywhere to uh, play some music for you. Love that. And uh, you don't even have to be in place, but we'll talk more about that later. We will get to that. Awesome. So tell me, how long have you been in BNI? I have been a BNI member for two years, I think, but I have been a part of BNI in some capacity since I was in high school. Really? Really. Do you know ADS Equipment? They are a BNI member. Yeah. Uh, Scott uh, Schweiger used to represent them in a oh. Redmond chapter. Yes. And his. Uh, boss at the time was my big brother's best friend, and I was his IT assistant uh, throughout high school. And that is how I got my introduction into BNI because he that's... didn't like to go to the meetings, and I would take his place sometime. That's so cool. I love that. Actually, I had somebody ask me about uh, their high school daughter that uh, represents something, and she was inquiring about it. And I was like, if she can make a commitment and do it for an extended period of time and make the meetings, then anybody's welcome. I don't think we discriminate on age. So, so what do you appreciate then about being a member of BNI? Definitely. The community aspect, but I, I remember at, even in high school thinking, wow, if I had a business, I would have to bring it here because the mission of this organization is to bring in referrals to your business. And if you have any concept of owning a business, you know that the first ticket is getting customers. And the only way to get customers is to get referrals from somewhere. Um, and BNI is such a great place to start because it's such a better resource than just referrals. Like, obviously, that's the goal. But at the end of the day, you're also surrounding yourself with other people who are way better at what they do than you are. And, you know, they're better at um, well, especially for me, I think as a young person getting into this, it was like, I want to learn from these established business owners and I want to, you know, get free uh, legal advice when I go out to lunch with uh, a lawyer, you know, so oh, I mean, and age has nothing to do with it because, you know, you have sure. been in business longer than I have. I've only been in business a couple of years Fair enough. and I in some ways felt like I put the cart before the horse joining BNI because I thought, well, I'm not established. I don't know what I'm doing. But it almost was like an accountability partner each mm -hmm. week going in and and knowing that I had to explain who I am and what I do to people and creating that relationship. So that's I, the, the lucky thing about our group, too, is just how diverse in uh, types of businesses that are in there. I mean, having a stylist, uh, a makeup person, and all these power teams, but also having all these events people, and there's so many different areas and parts of your business that you never thought needed help that you come to realize could stand to benefit from. Absolutely, which um, it's like you knew what I was going to ask, which is what's the best part of our specific chapter, Plateau Partners? Yeah, that's it, for sure. Yeah. 
I agree. I, I mean, it's there's just like a depth and breadth of knowledge and experience. There's very little you can't come to the chapter with and ask for their help on. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously, during this entire COVID thing, it having a community of business people to fall back on and support you, I think has been obviously great for us. I'm with you. I cut, totally agree. Cut my silence. Um, okay, so the words like, know, and trust are mm -hmm. the three words that um, people associate with BNI. So what do you think are three words that you would associate with yourself and your business? Ooh. Well, I, I like our slogan is inspire love and celebrate life. So I'll take, uh, there's what are the three, inspire love and celebrate. There we go. That That's totally you too. Okay, so now tell me something that your clients don't know about you. Now, I have a reason for this. It's because I feel like it's these little random details that um, oftentimes connect people. You know, in B&I, there's the interviewer. It's like, tell us something that people don't know about you. And I always use the example that um, there's someone in our group that, you know, they knew a book that I that I had read. And that's the thing that made me like, oh, I would hire them because they know this random book and they thought it was funny. And huh. I already know them and like them because of testimonials and stuff. But like, that's the thing. So what is, what's something that's like random about you that people would be like, oh my gosh, like. It's like random, but related. Um, I, I, the reason I got into DJing in the first place was because I hated parties. So <laughs> that is why. I, I so relate to that yeah. because when you don't want to have to like, if you're an introvert at all, even if you show up, like I present as a total extrovert, extrovert but so I am actually like 50-50. Super 50. scared little child on the inside. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I'm always like, Terrified. oh my gosh. <laughs> but if you have the party and you have something I am to do, the party, right. Oh my God. I mean, well, and that's, that's kind of the fun thing too, is it's like, I think people look when they see me and how much fun I'm having and just like my ability to feed off of that energy is I, I think it's ironic when you think about how the reason I do that is because it was a coping mechanism for me. When I was in college, I was just having a very difficult time socially and it was definitely, I think it's, it's a coming of age for everybody. And it's like, you think, you know, everything about the world. And then you go to college and you live on your own and you're like, I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> and I thought like, and, and even like growing up, I, I went to a very small private school and I had literally eight boys in my class. So it was me and eight boys, like we were all tight and like, I, I had this very close group of friends and then I went to high school and it was like, boom, that blew everything out of the water because mm -hmm. I had never been surrounded by that many people. And then as much of a culture shock as high school was to me, college was another planet. And there was no escaping it at the time. So I lived in a fraternity uh, because I thought it was just going to be like what my brother had when he experienced being in college. My brother is not gay, so I don't know why he, why I thought that we would have identical experiences <laughs> in college. Well, I mean, I, I looked up to the friendships that he made in his fraternity, and I, I do have those friendships now, and I'm very thankful for those people. Um, but at the time, I think I really struggled with making friends, and like I had my first boyfriend at the time, so it was like I didn't really know how to be gay around all these people I was living with. I barely knew how to be gay in general, but. Yeah, so for me, and all the while I was actually kind of wrestling with my ADHD, my anxiety, and all of that kind of happening in an environment that is not suited to somebody who needs absolute dead silence 
to focus, right? So music became that silence in a way. It allowed me to latch on to something mm-hmm. and and tune everybody else oh out. God. I mean, you and I could like lie on a couch together and just like have therapy with and for each other because we are peas in a pod. I will have to have a whole conversation offline because I'm like, yep, 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 yeah. yep, yep. Like check, check, check. Okay. What would you say is your most frequently asked question? Like, what do people ask you about the most? Oh, that's a good one. Well, they generally, like when I have consultations with clients, they usually ask us, like, how do we make music requests? You know, do you MC? So to answer both of those questions, uh, we use an app called Vibo that allows all of our clients to make their music selections. Um, they can import Spotify playlists. They can search through recommendations. They can share that link with their guests. So if you're having a, a big party and you think, well, and say it's something like a birthday party. So it's not necessarily like a bride and a groom. And they're like, I know what I want to hear from my wedding. They're just like, right. I want a party. And their primary focus is making sure everybody at the party gets to hear the songs that they want. So the the cool thing about Vibo is that you can send out that link to the client who can then forward it to their guest list. And all those people can go in, they can make requests, they can like other people's requests, and they get ranked awesome. um, based on which songs have the most likes. But it has a ton of features. Uh, it's really intuitive. And we get such incredible feedback um, from from all of our clients that use it. Oh, it's amazing. We can talk more about that because I've... I've Stacy is a client. I mean... She I'm, is. I'm a client. She's a regular. Client. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, and then lastly, before we, we move into the bulk of our conversation here, I felt it was important to find out what your favorite curse word is. Can I say it? <laughs> yes. F- it's a versatile one, I have it's, to say. It's the best word in the English language. I say it so much. It's so bad. My boyfriend's family is like very Christian and they don't swear very much, if at all. I don't think I've ever heard them swear. So like bringing me into that world, I literally <laughs> drop F-bombs. I, like I can't speak without it. It's amazing. I turn it off when I'm around kids, when I do bar and bar mitzvahs, of course. And I actually, what's funny is I like filter myself live. So... I don't do this at events, but typically if it pops up, I usually like mouth the word without actually saying it. There you go. But it's just like ingrained in my I, head. It's, I, <laughs> it's like the word for snow and Eskimo, right? Like I believe that there's like in like in certain languages, there's like a ton of different usages or ways to say the same word. And I feel like that word oh. can be used just in, in so many anything. different ways. Yeah, this, it's a good this one. This and water bottle. Yeah. I mean, this... <laughs> These are effing great. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's going to be lots of beeping. All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to go a little bit deeper into Orion Entertainment and what you do and what it does. Did you know that event planning is one of the top five most stressful jobs? GFS events can take the stress out of planning your fundraising event. We are an award-winning event management company that produces auctions, galas, luncheons, 5K walks and runs, golf tournaments, and more. Let us take the stress out of producing your next fundraising event so you can focus on what you love. Head over to gfsevents.org to schedule your 30-minute consultation. All right, so we are back with David Schwartz of Orion Entertainment. So where did the name Orion come from? Fabulous question. Well, I would first like to stress that it is, in fact, Orion, like the constellation, like the Greek myth, 
not Orion, not Orion. <laughs> I've heard, like, honestly, what's crazy is nine times out of ten, they don't say it right, which astounds me. Because I feel like every day I see another company with, like, Orion Construction, Orion sure. this, Orion, like, property rentals. I, they're everywhere. Uh, if I could go back in time pick a more original name, I would not. <laughs> It's good brand recognition because people see it and they're like, David, is that yours? And I'm like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> it uh, it's because uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to point up at the night sky and always uh, single out Orion, the constellation. So he'd be like, look, there's Orion. And I'd be like, cool, dad. And then I went to college. Um, like I said, I was struggling a lot at the time. And um I didn't think I would miss home until I left home, and which was funny because I went to the University of Washington, so it was probably just a stone's throw over the lake. Um, but it seemed pretty far away. Sure. So yeah, it was just kind of my my homage to them. I wanted to work as hard as my dad and my mom because my mom is an incredible entrepreneur as well, and my dad is uh, an incredible uh, engineer. So they're the smartest people, most hardest working people I know. I love that. Cheesy, but true. No, but it's, I mean, let's face it. I think it's like a a touchstone and something to like your parents are obviously someone to look up to and they gave you something that no matter how far away you are, whether you're across the river or you're across the world, you can look up at something and Mm -hmm. it's a shared Mm -hmm. piece of history. Yeah. And whenever I'm done with events, it's always nighttime. So I'll look up and I'll be like, there's Orion. Only half the year. But I uh, still don't know. I can't remember which half the year it is. But I feel like all the time I feel like <laughs> I am a lot more like my parents than I thought I was. And oh, it's funny honey, because <laughs> I thought, you know, when you're a kid, you're just like, I will never be like my parents. I'll be the exact opposite. And I'm like, wow, they have, uh, you know, uh, incredible qualities that I end up naturally kind of picking up on as I got older. Um, I make pies now, just like my mama. I love that. That's so well, yeah. Darn it's, good. I find that a lot of the decisions that you make are in reaction to your upbringing. Yeah, and you're either rejecting or accepting the various things that you see, and then in the end, there's some things that you reject automatically. But then you realize that there was maybe the way they delivered the message wasn't so awesome, but that the message itself it actually had. They cared. They, they care. care. I know. You damn know, it. So annoying. Um, okay. So for somebody that was an introvert and decided to start a entertainment DJ company, how do you even always had an interest in music? I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. I would not call myself a particularly accomplished musician growing up. I always like experimented with songwriting and like wrote you know, crappy songs. But it wasn't until high school until I got into music, really, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. It wasn't until I discovered DJing that I thought to myself, not only is this something I want to do full-time for the rest of time, but uh, this is um, the most incredible way to, like, connect with an audience. So it was, like, all happening around the same time as me when I was, like, so it was October of my uh, freshman year of college is when I actually started all of this and I was struggling like on top of all the other college stuff like what the hell am I gonna do with myself you know like what am I doing with life and then I ended up finding DJing so fast uh, my freshman year and then I was like I know what I'm gonna do I actually called my mom I think it was yesterday and, and we she made some reference to like how <laughs> uh, she remembers when I told her I 
called her up and said, I'm going to use all my bar mitzvah money and spend it on DJ equipment. And she goes, I thought you were crazy then. I still think you're crazy now, but at least you're making money. So So was it easier to tell her I want to be a DJ or easier to tell her, hey, I'm gay? Oh, that's a DJ. Much easier. (laughs) Okay. You know, you never know. I had a very practical plan about it. I said, mom, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a a DJ, but I'm going to be very practical. Here's my business plan. Like I'm going to do this. And she was like, yeah, sounds legit. So no, I, and that's one of the things that has always impressed me with you being in BNI. I mean, you know, you have come in, you've embraced the whole thing. You know what you want to do with your business being a client of yours. So we had a um, unique experience where our son turned 21 during COVID. And so, so much for the the run around town and doing all of that. So instead, we had you come to the house and you set up and people came by earlier in the day or earlier in the evening and dropped things off for him. And we were able to use Vibo and send out to family and friends and people made requests. And then we were able to essentially have people check in and and you were live streaming so that people felt like they were part of the party and you had lights set up and the music and, you know, it was a nice day. So like we could be outside and, you know, so that um, our daughter who was socially distancing, she came to the backyard and, and instead of feeling confined by the situation, you know, the music, it's like, again, not to sound corny, but it like it sets you free and it and it connected everybody so that everybody could participate and it made it really fun. It is the thing that really saved his 21st birthday. Oh, well, it's true. I disagree. I think you saved his 21st birthday. Well, I mean, you I and the rest to, of your family. I was smart enough to hire you. But it was, well, <laughs> yes, but you guys are, it was so incredible because I don't know if to the listeners, um, she set up all these different bars in the house. Her bathtub was like a gin bar. And then there was like a rooftop bar in the living room. So like the whole Heller clan came together to make that happen. But I think music has a way of, 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 first of all, we do a vital service that I think is underappreciated. You don't have to worry about the music. I think that gets so lost in all of this is people think, Oh, whatever. Like, a DJ, you know, they play music at the at a bass level. I don't care what kind of DJ we are. Like, you consider yourself one. You play music for other people professionally. That in itself is a service, even if they're not like the greatest, you know, mix master the world has ever seen. Like, um, there's a lot of people out there that you know just take take that job away from you because if you're at a party and you're constantly worried about like what music to play it's very 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 stressful i think people do understand because if you're ever stuck holding the augs you're like what do i play oh we were on a five-hour car ride yesterday and like the kids were worrying about like what's in the queue and what's going to be played next and Mm -hmm. is it the right vibe and you know the whole thing one of the things that you really impressed upon me when you were talking about the importance of music and a DJ at an event is you used the example that people spend, how much did you say on flowers? Uh, the average wedding spend for centerpieces is uh, anywhere from 20 to a hundred dollars. And even on the low end, if you pick 20, 
like a $20 centerpiece is very, 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 very cheap. Right. <laughs> and if you have, you know, 10 tables, I mean, you can end up spending at the very, very low end, like $500 on all your centerpieces. Sure. But some people end up spending thousands oh, and thousands Oh, and, you know, and between boutonnieres and, and the bouquet and all of these things. And the point that you had made is that it ends up essentially being something that people aren't sitting and looking at the bouquet. It's tossed. Well, they get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then the centerpieces are literally in the way. Yeah. And those, you know, the the huge centerpieces and all of those things and yet really what's the centerpiece of your event the thing that gets people out on the floor the thing that gets you know the hello the father and and daughter the first dance they don't do it to silence it's music well and i think that's a great point there's so much more that we bring to the event than just playing the music as well so we do going back to that earlier question we do dj mc services for all of our weddings which means that and bar mitzvahs as well what that means is not only are we playing the music but we are also running the flow of the event we have the microphone we are instructing people where to go we're injecting energy when we need to. And what I mean by that is if uh, we're doing introductions, I'm not going to do that in the same voice as I do it as uh, inviting a father and daughter to dance together on right. her wedding day, right? right? I mean, the cadence is different. And, and, and you know, we actually go through training and practice like how we do those things. So it's not just something like we get up, we grab the mic and we we wing it. Like we have a lot of experience. We, we practice these things um, and, and we add a professional touch to, to the entirety of your event. Well, and I also think that when planning any event, whether it's a um, whether it's a bar mitzvah, whether it's a birthday party, whether it's a wedding, an anniversary party, a corporate event, it doesn't matter. There's the plan, and then there is what actually happens. And I think one of the things that you particularly excel at is reading the crowd and knowing what you need to do and how to punctuate different things that are happening in the event. And I think that's a really important skill to have as well. Yeah, sometimes it's 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 just as good to know what not to do as as what to do as well. Right, right. And I think that's even more important. Well, yeah, right. I mean, you know. And then what I think is really cool is in addition to the fact that you have the DJ component, there's also you have the photo booths and things like that. Yes. That is, I mean, the technology is so much different than what it used to be. It's so cool now. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. We have three types of photo booths. Uh, we have what we call our bougie booth, which is a full body mirror. So you can actually see yourself in the reflection while you're taking the photo. Uh, but the mirror's interactive, so you can like touch the screen um, that just looks like a mirror and uh, print out photos, uh, get them sent to you digitally. That's full on Kylie Jenner. It is. I mean, it's very like, that's kind of the, the experience that we want to give people. We want to make people feel like, wow, this is a really exclusive experience. Like everything is really high end, but in reality, like I think we're probably mid high mid price range, but I would consider us affordable. (laughs) Well, for the quality of service yes, and for what exactly. you guys do and for knowing, I would say that, y- hell yeah. I've almost, I've never heard anyone say, I wish we spent less on the DJ. I don't think I've ever heard that phrase in my entire life. I think I have heard like, God, the flowers were too expensive. Like, you know, this or that was so oh, yeah. overpriced. We paid how much for linens, you know, but nobody's like, if you hire 
a, a high-end DJ or just a, a very professional DJ, which for the record, on the percentage scale we were talking a little bit earlier, say say your your DJ costs like three thousand dollars and your wedding budget is forty thousand dollars, right? I mean, you're still spending all one of the smallest percentages overall on entertainment and it's like why are if you value entertainment as a person if you value fun and excitement and that's what you want at your wedding put your money there don't put it on the linens don't put it who cares if you've got plastic silverware save some money and spend it on the dj oh, i 100 percent. that's how i feel i'm yeah. i'm so with you and you know and meanwhile how many times do people ask you to play longer like, I'm sure that, you know, it's like, okay, we play until X time. And then people are like, oh my gosh, play another one. I mean, you've done people events People always, for like, overestimate how much time they think is they're going to need, too. I, I get people who be like, oh, we're having a 10-hour wedding. I'm like, are you kidding me? Who wants to be at anything for 10 hours? Well, but, I can't but, think of anything. Well, yeah, except hours. that then you get the music started, and then they're like, "Well, actually, can we make it eleven hours?" <laughs> I mean, I know because I've I've been to a couple of events that you have DJed, and people are like, "Don't leave." Yeah, I mean, but we like to keep it nice and short in a sense. If you stretch things out too long, and then you know, yes, we we play as long as we can, and we'll get people dancing uh, for as long as they'll have us. But I think that. You know, people get really concerned about the length of the party. Sure. And I feel like sometimes it's like, don't end at midnight with three people left on the dance floor. End at 10.30, end at 10, honestly, with a packed dance floor of everybody screaming. Like, that's the last thing you want to leave people with, right. in, in my view. The other and, one is like a sad nightclub in Vegas where it's like, the party's over. Yeah, and at that point, I mean, everybody's <laughs> rather intoxicated, and it's usually that's what's left at midnight. But yeah, I mean, all the time people are like, oh, what if, can we go to like one in the morning, two in the morning? I'm like, sure, but like. Right. No, it, no, it's a great point. And, you know, and leave people wanting more. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, continuing the party elsewhere. Experience for yourself the power of know, like, and trust through BNI. You'll learn more about yourself, your business, and other small business professionals through weekly networking meetings. BNI is an international networking organization that promotes giver's gain. By giving referrals to other members, you'll get the same in return. Plus, credibility from your clients for being a trusted partner they can rely on. To learn more, go to BNI.com. So let's talk about the COVID piece. I brought it up um, in terms of what you did for Will's birthday party. What have you done now and how is this changing your business? Yeah, COVID, I think, hit us first. So while everybody kind of thought, oh, this thing is happening elsewhere in the world, we already started to see bookings just fly off the calendar. Uh, really, really last minute stuff. Like there was a day of cancellation that had never happened, right? And it was weird because as things started approaching event days, people were like, nah, it's fine. Well, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then as the date approached, there was so much pressure eventually that things started dropping. Then it kind of hit everybody else. Um, so I think it's nice that we did have that kind of fair warning, um, because like, what do I do for a living? I bring people in close proximity to one another. I can think back to when I was in college and I used to see like two people on a dance floor and I'd be like, I'm going to have you two by the end of the night. 
Yeah, I will. Together. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's happened. Like, that's what I do. I physically break down barriers between people and I want them to be as close as possible. And obviously in COVID times, that is not what we can, um, you know, we can't do that. <laughs> we can't have nightclubs right now. We can't do all, all of that stuff. So the question for us was, how can we still bring joy into people's lives and do it in a way that's safe uh, for everybody? And that also, you know, I think is in line with how we should be thinking about this societal issue right now. Sure. And the decision we made was to do our services virtually. So not just DJ, but photo booth as well. And we even added like a social media component too. Um, so we actually have virtual services that can be really flexible um, as well. So even if you do decide to have a 50 person wedding and you're going to have a lot of guests who weren't who were originally going to be there, but now can't make it, we can live stream from a physical event as well so that those people feel included. And, and the reality of it, and what I'm really trying to express to people, and I know it's hard because people have been planning these events for a really, really long time, and they're so disappointed, and I understand that. But at the same time, and obviously this comes from our point of view, but it's like, what good does it do you to sit there and, and swallow about it and to sit there and just be sad that it's not happening the way you wanted? It's so hard, you know? But at the same time, you can either take what would have been your wedding day or your birthday party or whatever and not do anything. You cannot right. do anything. That's your choice. You can also do something. And I think what we've been able to prove over and over again just from the feedback that we've gotten on all of our virtual events is that every single person who shows up really enjoys themselves. Sure, it's not what it would have been. You know, right. we can't we can't give you that. We can't keep using the same yardstick that we were using. Right. So you're creating a new yardstick it's by which a new to stick. measure. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. And the reality is it's a very enjoyable stick. It's right. a great it's a great <laughs> one. Like it's really, really fun. And 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 it's as fun as individuals who attend make it. And there's so much you can do to really maximize the experience on your end as well. I think that's been one of the difficulties, right? Is it's like, yeah, we can put together this high quality live stream with green screen visuals and make it look really fancy. But if you're watching it on your iPhone and it's not plugged into anything, well, it's not going to sound that great. Right. It's not going to be that great. Plug us into the TV, hook us up to the big speakers and like, let it rip. Totally. Like, why not? The cops aren't, you're not having a party. Like there's nobody there. It's just you. You can turn on the music as loud as you want. Like, have fun, like get into the mindset, get dressed up, like do treat yourself. I, you know, it's like, I think right now it's so important that we, that we, that we do a little bit of self care and have that fun. And, and remember that you create your own fun. You know, I mean, you get to decide whether or not you're going to have a good time. I actually think that about most events and most well, things. That and I would say that um, as infectious as um, COVID-19 may be, fun is more infectious. Agreed. And so that's what you're doing. And and the other thing, too, is like, so for me, it's super weird because now I'm staring at a camera trying to interact with that 
camera because I know there are people watching and and I have to still be that source of excitement and energy um, and just be myself, you know, on on camera so that people are watching and goes, this goofball, look at this crazy kid. He's and, having and fun. Like, I can have fun too. It's, you know? it's, I mean, our experience with Will's party was that that's exactly what happened. And we had so many people that watched the live stream that, you know, we're from the East Coast originally and they stayed up late and they were watching and they were commenting and they were having a blast watching us have a blast. At and the end they, of the day, it's a shared experience. It's a total shared experience. Yeah. So if people then want to get in touch with you, what do they do? Where do they find you? Well, go to http colon backslash Orion dash ENT dot com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Orion underscore ENT. It's actually some really great videos um, on, on our Instagram. Some great pictures really give you a sense of like who we are on the Instagram and then on Facebook as well at Orion Entertainment PNW. Uh, there's a whole host of ways to get in touch. But if you go to my Instagram, you'll find a link tree um, to all the other good links. Thank you so much for joining the Plateau Partners uh, Pulse. I'm so excited that we got to talk about your business, that it's an opportunity to network. Heck, this can count as a one-to-one. And, you know, just ideas and the way that you have pivoted as a business and, um, you know, the way you're doing your thing. Thanks. Thank you for having me, Stacey. (laughs) 